And welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a good one for you today. Uh, we've uh, we've been off for, for about a day, so of course we have 50 hockey games to cover, um, including a blues loss, a tough blues loss, but uh, also uh, today, Friday, there's about 10 elimination games going, so... Little Some elimination chamber there for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Lots of games with high high implications today um, that we'll get into, and then we'll also talk about the Blues' next uh, quote unquote meaningless game on fr- uh, Sunday. But uh, where do you want to start, Tommy? Uh, should we, should we start with we... the recap? Yeah. Start with the Blues recap. Sure, All right. sure. Um, so obviously, if you missed the game, uh, the Blues lost to the Golden Knights six to four. Uh, the Golden Knights had 38 shots on goal to the Blues, 17, and I think uh, 71 attempts to the Blues, 30 or something. Um, so obviously not a great recipe for success when you're trying to build momentum into meaningful hockey and playoff hockey. Um, but I thought Jordan Bennington played an absolutely stellar game, was just standing on his head all night long, kind of getting hung out to dry by the defense. Um, and... It's also notable that the Blues were missing Robert Thomas, who has grown to be one of the more premier players on this team, um, and Vladimir Tarasenko, as well as Carl Gunnarsson. So there were holes in the lineup that needed to be filled. Um, that being said, it's a next, next man up mentality, um, and the Blues just kind of have to play better. Yeah, um, I think game one was a, was a, a good excuse or not excuse but like the blues had enough excuses that we could kind of come come away from it and just say you know silver lining these are the positives etc etc um i don't really feel this way after this game i think this was a real stinker uh from the blues i think you know we went in talking about how they're so good at rebounding from tough losses and you know went in expecting a, a dominant performance and they didn't they didn't give that um there was some positives you know like like you said we were missing a couple of important bodies um players are still getting up to speed so am i worried at all no not in the slightest yeah not sure. um would i have would i have rather had seen a win yeah hundred <laughs> yeah, um, percent no no shit but at the end of the day, it just comes down to as long as they get up to game speed and get up to their full potential by the time the playoffs start, then it's fine. But that being said, um, that they looked pretty poor in in that Vegas game. Yeah, um, and essentially, you really can't get around that. Yeah, and essentially, that's what it comes down to me is is like so I understand like playing devil devil's advocate here, right? If the players. Um, are worried more about the matchup than the actual seeding, then it makes sense. Like if they want to, if their ideal matchup for them is Chicago, let's say, then it makes sense them like, I don't want to say like tanking games, but maybe like conserving energy until like actual playoff starts happening and like controlling their matchup to play who they want instead of just going for the one seed and like seeing what happens. Um, so I, I understand that kind of tactic, I guess. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't want to see the boys win. You know, and I think it's good. I can you can make the argument for both sides, you know, because like there's that argument. But there's also like you need to like get the wheels churning and like get the energy in the room and like uh, just kind of get your feet under you before the playoffs start. But I there's no doubt in my mind that 
the chemistry on this team, the physicality on this team and the energy on this team, like they've been here before. They know what it takes. There's no doubt in my mind that if they want to and if they planned to, they could just flip a switch first round and get up to game speed automatically. Just like that. I I agree. And I think um, one of the biggest themes that we touched on, or at least that I remember touching on, uh, when all of these playoff formats were being announced and stuff, and we were kind of complaining about, okay, it it's it's shitty that th- the one through four seed is going to be determined on three games after five months of no hockey, you know, and like we now we've seen the we've seen the negatives of that is if you get off to a slow start, next thing you know, best thing you can do is a three seed. Um, and on one hand, that sucks, you know, that you're that you work so hard throughout the regular season. And, it, you know, Blues are only up by a couple points. Look at the Bruins. They were on pace to coast to home ice advantage throughout the entire playoffs, just head and shoulders above the next best team in their in their conference. And then they come out slow like the Blues drop their first two games. And now they're stuck in a battle for the for the three or four seed. Um that being said, if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, you're going to be able to beat any team that gets put in front of you. Um, and I'm not too worried in the sense that, like, I don't think the Blues' chances to repeat are hinging on what their first round playoff matchup exactly. is. To to be to to be blunt about it, this isn't what isn't going to be what's going to stop them getting the four seed. If they continue to play the way they played against Vegas, that'll be their downfall. That'll be the thing that stops them. That'll be what we can look at and say, like, okay, that game that was the start of their poor play, and it just never recovered. Right, exactly. I I'd, be, I'd be a lot more worried if we were seeing the Blues like playing at their best level of hockey and still losing games, you know, because that would be concerning. Exactly. Like, okay, well, maybe we can't hang with these boys because we're just outskilled, outmatched, what have you. Um, but that's not the case at all. It's just we just haven't found our game yet. And I, there's no doubt in right. my mind that at some point when push comes to shove, especially with this team, because we've seen in like game sevens and uh, elimination games and uh, when the pressure is on is when this team thrives, I feel like. Absolutely. So for I get kind of wanting to raise like the torches and pitchforks considering how long it's been in the absence of hockey and how long it's been now <laughs> since the Blues have won a game or since we've seen a Blues win. Um, but I wouldn't raise them just yet because I feel like we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um like you said, I think you really taught, you really hit the nail on the head when you said um, if they were playing their best hockey and they were still losing games, then there's then there's room for concern for sure. But the Blues are Blues are playing some of the worst hockey I think I've seen them play in recent memory. Um, they looked terrible against Vegas. They just got absolutely smacked around, and you know what? They still almost won. Yeah, they still put up four <laughs> um, goals on seventeen shots. I mean, that's nothing. To see. Yeah, and they had no, no not sustained at all. offensive possession. So I mean, just the fact you're carrying it in the zone, throw a shot on and score. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, that's still kind of impressive. You got to take the silver lining. Some yeah. right. You got to take the silver lining. Sometimes, <laughs> obviously, it's extremely disappointing that they're not two and zero right now with with you know huge dominant victories. Obviously, that's what we would have wanted to see, and that's what not was expected but like i feel like what we were all hoping for defending Stanley cup champions coming into a round robin and you know it's not reality it, it's not it's it's not obviously no, not the most likely scenario and obviously as we know now not what's going to happen but 
it, it's something that luckily the Blues have put themselves in a situation where they can afford to drop a few games. Unlike you know a team like the New York Rangers, where you come out slow for two games and your season's over. So yeah, and there's plenty of silver linings to look at. Could be uh, worse. One, yeah, one of which is uh, we're not Jets fans, so that's kind Ooh. of. I mean, oh, just well, well. Uh, once you saw him get battered in game one, you kind of knew like. The writing was on the wall, but still, getting shut out in an elimination yeah. game is brutal. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, but before we do, we're going to take a short break, and I want to use this opportunity to tell you guys about a really important cause um, that I've been reminding you all about for a few weeks, but the time is getting slimmer for it, so definitely uh, listen up and pay attention to what you can do. Um, so I'm here talking about Special Olympics Missouri. Um, this is your opportunity to help and support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. Right now, you have a chance to help support the Special Olympics, plus you can also be entered to win a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck by going to somo.org slash raffle. But the reason why it's so important that I'm telling you about it right now is alongside the truck uh, that you can win in the raffle. If you enter between now and August 17th, you will also be entered to win a trip to Branson. So a lot of stuff on the line, a lot of reason to go check it out right now. Somo.org slash raffle. You can buy raffle tickets, $20 for five tickets. You get one free. Um, and the best part is you're supporting a great cause. The Special Olympics uh, has helped nearly 17,000 athletes statewide compete in year-round Olympic tight sports. They haven't been able to train or compete much since March due to COVID-19, but they've still been offering really great at-home uh, at programming in sports, health, wellness, and other leadership and life skills. Uh, they're the world's largest health organization for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, so they're, they're really trying their best to support a good cause, um, uh, even through these tough times. So we, we here at Lockdown Blues, it is important to us. You know, it's, it's a local cause, uh, definitely reason to check them out. They, uh, they, they really, uh, value leadership and life skills trainings that, teach and encourage people with intellectual disabilities to take on leadership roles, not only within their movement, but also in their communities as well. They offer classes on public speaking, governance, technology, photography, health and wellness, coaching, independent living skills, and much more. So beyond just the Special Olympics program in itself, it also does a lot for the community to try to give back. So please, please, please go support them, check them out, um, especially before August 17th, because you can enter into a raffle to win a truck and a nice vacation. So SOMO, S-O-M-O dot org slash raffle. Click the big green button to buy the raffle tickets. Please check them out. And we will be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy, let's let's talk about that jet, jet series, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, um, I just yikes. feel like it's hard to come back after, like, your top line center goes down, you know, like that's just such a, a such a shot to the, to the ego, I think, yep. especially in the manner that it happened. Um, and I, the players all talked about like battling through adversity and like, Oh, we've been here before. And it like felt like more like the regular season because it happened to them all season long. But it's, it's just hard to, it's just hard to battle back from something like that. And line yeah. went down too. I mean, it's just yeah, that's a lot of firepower in one game. Absolutely, um, it, it was a definitely a a tough one to watch. You know, I mean, as a division rival, obviously, you're, I'm never exactly rooting for them. But if there's one thing I'm never rooting for, no matter what team, no matter what player, no matter what circumstances, injury, um, and there's nothing more frustrating than being a fan of a team and and just having a good player go down to injury and then just being constantly thinking of what could have been. 
So you never you never want to see that, especially to players as impactful as Mark Scheifele and Patrick Laine. Um, it, it was a tough it was a tough one to to, to swallow uh, as sort of an outsider's perspective, um, and I can't even imagine you know Jets fan perspective must have been tough. But uh, Paul Maurice was obviously very unhappy. Um, continued to double down, triple down, quadruple down on the. Uh, stance that the the injury was intentional yeah. from Kachuk, which again I don't know if I agree with, but again from his perspective, I understand his frustration. It is troubling though That's- too because especially after a season uh, like Hellebuck had, like there's there's so many times where a goalie, especially in the playoffs, can just like will you to victories, you know, and just kind of yeah. like spearhead you through basically any storm that's thrown your way, you know? I mean, there were there were plenty of times that Jordan Bennington did that for us last year. Um, and it's happened multiple times. I'm sure Quick has done that for the Kings as well. Um, but, like, I, I think injuries, especially one as pivotal as, pivotal as that, uh, it's difficult to manage the waters of that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially, like, you know, like we've touched on a million times, these guys have been off from hockey for five right. months, um, you know, and then all of a sudden they're getting back to training, getting back up to full speed. They're so totally amped to go out there and play. All the fans are so totally amped to finally watch their team. And then first game back here, arguable most important forward goes down with a catastrophic grueling injury. That's that sucks. I mean, you know, I I'm tr- I try to be professional and use like proper hockey terms on here, but that sucks. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try to like sugarcoat it with with oh, you know, they could have not. That sucks. Absolutely, that is blows. so shitty to wait that long to be that amped up for a for a playoff run, and then just what was it? it was like first period, right? Yeah, I think so. Second period, Second I don't know. Period. Early on into the first game, to to lose your best player to injury, in, in in the fashion that it happened, that sucks, and that's just not fair for Jets fans to have to watch their team go out that way. Um, that being said, it's a crazy year with twenty four teams in the playoffs. We're bound to see some upsets, some yeah, holy upsets that aren't fair. Oh my god! And today there's gonna be even more today. We're gonna have so much to talk about on Monday. Holy the shit! The Blue Jackets have a chance to knock out the Maple Leafs. The Blackhawks have a chance to knock out the Oilers. Yeah, the, the Maple Leafs have a chance to knock out the pe- like, dude, nuts. Yeah, absolute chaos. The the Leafs go and go ahead and uh, blow themselves another three goal lead to lose in overtime in the playoffs. Stop me if you've heard that one. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, it it it's funny how, how 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 these teams repeat history. Like the Leafs, Leafs are up three nothing. They give up that first goal, and then there's just that itch in the back of your mind that's like, oh, I've seen this before. And sure enough, in the most Leafs fashion possible, they give up some unfortunate, not the most skilled goals ever, and, and blow the lead, and then give up a, a hat trick goal to Pierre Luc Dubois. <laughs> who was picked in the same draft as Austin Matthews yeah. and, and was and was very much panned for being much worse than his his number one and two uh, draft members, yeah. and then goes up and uh, 
smacks him on the face. So far, <laughs> so far, absolutely outperforms Austin Matthews in a playoff series. You didn't hear from me. You didn't hear from me. I will say, uh, I believe Matthews had a breakaway at some, I think it was an OT, but it could have been sooner. Um, And he got, uh, did you see the one-handed slash? I I don't know who did it, but it was a a Blue Jackets defenseman and just literally takes his stick, rears back like, (laughs) like I don't even know, dude. It looked like he was cracking a whip with his stick and just absolutely smoked Austin Matthews' hands. And there's no call. Yeah, but then you look at other games across the board, and there's penalties left and right. So I think, I think everyone can agree. Like whether there's no calls, whether there's a ton of calls, if there's just consistency, people won't be as mad. But right, obviously, I going to be could, missed. But that seemed we could, egregious. We could sit here and spend the entire 20 minute episode just talking about the missed calls in the in, in the Blues game. Yeah, we could. Much less all the ones around the league. I think the fact of the matter is, and I'm still com- confident with my take on it last last episode and that we even saw Bergman get away with one yeah yeah <laughs> oh god oh yeah we did everybody's rusty players and refs included um and then when you're kind of thrusting these guys into a playoff environment after five months of no hockey you're gonna get a little bit of sloppiness and when it's probably the fastest moving sport on earth you're gonna get a little bit of a little bit of inconsistencies, especially early on when they're working the kinks out. So, I I mean I don't want to say I don't have a problem with these penalties because obviously I do, but I've said this before. I refed ten to fifteen year olds for a couple of years, and that was impossible. I can only imagine what it must be like refing the most talented athletes on the planet. Um, tall task can't really complain too much about the penalties because like you said seems like they're pretty much affecting everybody league-wide um hope it's something that gets fixed by the actual real playoff round one um but in the meantime you know just gotta work with what you can and uh and uh you know battle through it battle through adversity as this team loves to do but before we before we wrap up today's episode, I want to take one more short break and use this opportunity to remind everyone about our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why would you want to endure often pointless or intimidating questioning um, and wait while the counterman orders the parts to his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry, charging you whatever price he wants, when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your very own pocket, rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake uh, brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Big day today. Lots of elimination games. Disappointing Blues performances last night. 
where where are we bringing this one home? How how are we wrapping this one up? Uh, well, the Blues play Sunday, so I feel like we should do a preview of them um, for the people at home and kind of give us our give our takes on that since we'll be off on the weekend. Sure, real quick preview. Um, it's 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 Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah Dallas, Dallas. Uh, uh, who also J- is zero and two in the round robin, so they're going to be looking for vengeance as well. Yeah, a little bit of rivalry a, there after the series it, last year in the playoffs. This, it's a this this is a this is a playoff game for the three seed. Uh, winner gets the three seed. Yeah, Jake Jake Allen's going to get the start. Um, uh, as confirmed, I think Luke Cora confirmed that on Twitter. So I'm assuming again, uh, Tarasenko will be back. Don't take this the wrong way, Blues fans, because this is this following statement that I'm about to make is not Jake Allen's slander. But the fact that Jake Allen is getting the start in a quote unquote pivotal round robin game in the game that is determining their seating, the Blues are starting their backup goalie. That should ease any sort of worries that we may have as a collective about is this team ready for a playoff run? It is clear that they are not treating these games as playoff games and instead are treating them as let's get up the speed, let's get our lines figured out, let's get the chemistry going because they're starting Jake Allen. Again, not Jake Allen slander because we are very fortunate to have a goalie as good as him as our backup. But if it really mattered and if we really, 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 really cared about this third game of the round robin, we would not be starting Jake Allen. I don't know. I, I, I think given the course of everything that's happened in the round robin, uh, I think obviously like the first two games, Bruby's I think he even said in like the uh, press conference, like these are like pivotal games for us to like get up to speed and all that stuff. And it's not like we're going to just going to go out here and act like these games don't matter. So I think with his, like with his energy, um, like he's going into every game thinking it's like a playoff game and like playing all the stars and stuff, obviously um, something is off. So I think Jake Allen more so than it is like putting in the backup. I think he's trying to like wake up the team and be like, Oh yeah. Like you're not playing well enough. I don't know what to do. So I'm switching goalies. You guys are going to have to play. Not that Jake Allen's like a terrible goalie by any means. He was one of the top goalies of the season. Um, But he's like, you guys got to tighten it up. The defense, the offense, everything, get your shit together um, and go out there and play for this guy. So, Right. And, and like, again, what I was saying, I wasn't saying these games don't matter. I wasn't saying Barubi or the players think these games don't matter. I'm just saying like, the fact of the matter is these games can be used as sort of a, a, a practice yeah. for the actual playoffs as sort of like a getting up to speed. Now, my point was, luckily, the Blues are in a scenario where they can afford to, like you said, play their backup goalie to sort of fire up the team. If this were a playoff series, you can't really take a game and say, okay, we're going to put less than our best possible on paper lineup out there to try to try to you know amp up the team that's not really something that you can comfortably do in a playoff series luckily the blues are in a situation where they have meaningful games yes but not nearly as meaningful as the teams who are playing in a best of five in in a matter of seven days like they're in a very fortunate situation where they have time to to get up to speed to get their lineups figured out to play jake allen to give jordan bennington a rest and and sort of maybe get the team to figure things out a little bit more it's a very it's it's a lucky lucky situation the blues find themselves in i think it's it's also notable to to say that uh we're missing ivan barbashev uh who Mm -hmm. brings who brings a lot of physical game uh 
which is what the Blues essentially thrive on. But also that, also that, also that fourth line, um, I I feel like was kind of the X factor, one of the X factors. I feel like the Maroon, uh, Thomas, and Bozak line was as well. But that fourth line was definitely an X factor when we went up against teams that had. Uh, like two skill lines and maybe not as much depth or like even if a team had depth right. for three lines they didn't have that fourth line that could go toe-to-toe with us um, and that's not a knock on Mackenzie McEachern by any means I feel like he played a good game um, and as like a plug-in role he still kind of brings that value but I don't think the chemistry is there as much as it is with Barbashev right. because they all kind of know their role and know where each other at at the same time so right um, yeah definitely playing a definitely a lot of yeah, definitely a lot of subtleties that I think can be worked out um, for for the Blues. Um, and again, like I said, they're fortunate enough where they have time to work on those subtleties. Whereas if this were a do or die playoff game, you kind of just have to throw everything at the wall and hope it sticks, you know, rather than take some time to to, to fine tune your game. Um, and that's what that's what starting Jake Allen is. I think, like you said, it, it's sort of giving the giving the team a different look forcing them to adapt to a slightly different play style. And I, I think it's either going to be a really good dominant win and they're not, and they're going to play really, really well, or they're going to get their asses kicked. And then Ruby's really going to have to rip them a new one before the actual playoffs start. But at the end of the day, the big theme from today's episode is how lucky are we that the blues come out and absolutely shit the bed and literally have no consequences in terms of, playoff implications besides seating you know other teams went out and shit the bed in two games and now we're going home (laughs) (laughs) so very lucky yeah count your blessings uh, there from our perspective yep uh that being said can't wait to watch all those games in the next few hours um Running out of time, yeah, running out of time on today's episode, but there are plenty of hockey games for us to watch. Like I said, Monday's show is going to be insane. We are going to have an entirely new playoff round to dissect, pretty much. Um, it's going to be fun. It's been a fun week, Tommy. I, I missed hockey. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, yeah, so thanks. Uh, and now we've got yeah, an elimination Friday to catch up on. So, oh, man. I'll be tweeting, Josh. Hockey. Be tweeting, guys. You know posted it. with us. You know it, yeah. So uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your wonderful week of hockey. I know we did. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at LockdownBoost to stay informed, up-to-date, when we're posting episodes and stuff like that. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy at Twelcher15. Uh, enjoy hockey today. Enjoy your weekend. Um, and, and, and stay tuned. It's going to be a fun, fun few weeks of playoff hockey. So thanks for listening so much.